it's inspiration for you. We're enlarging worlds with growth stories. Listen your way. Tune in for fresh stories brought to you by Unit for Hosts. Join us for this week's inspiration for you. Hi and welcome to the Inspiration for You podcast. Uh, today we have the pleasure uh, to be here with you um, together with Jana Jaworska. We work together in our Wrocław office and we are super happy uh, to take part in, in this initiative. And actually when we first thought about what inspiration means to us and what triggers inspiration in our lives, the first thing that came to our mind were books. And we started talking about the types of books we read and the impact they have on our lives. And today we thought um, Jana could share um, the inspiration she got from one of the books she has read. Um, so Jana, thank you for joining us. And um, going straight to the point. Yeah, good morning, good afternoon. Thank you for this uh, introduction. And indeed, we discussed about inspirations. And one of the books that make, made the huge uh, impact, imp- impression, inspiration on me, it was the book called Five Regrets of Dying. It was written by Bronnyware. It was a special moment in my life. Um, I, in this time when my husband passed away and I was looking for clarity about what really matters in life and somehow received the answer in a form of this book. It, at the beginning, it was really weird and um, difficult to read this book. And as, as as we discussed, it's 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 not the let's say standard book. The author Bronnie Ware, she was a nurse and she worked in a palliative care, and spent years mm-hmm. with people uh, who knew their lives were about to end. And based mm-hmm. on these experiences, she collected the list of five main regrets expressed by the people she cared for. For me, mm-hmm. uh, it can be, for me, it is the list of mm, guide spots for our happiness right here and now. This book mm-hmm. can be a guide for how to live. It helps us, it helped me to discover what's really important. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Jana, for sharing and for making this introduction. Could you... Tell us what those five um, elements are, starting with the first one. Yeah, maybe we can discuss about these five regrets. The first one, the most common regret of all people, it was, I wish I'd had the courage to live a life true to myself, not the life Mm -hmm. others expected of me. What does it actually mean? Yeah, it's it's yeah. Even if we look around and we 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 will do some reflection, it's amazing how many people spend their lives living under the dictation of others' expectations, neglecting their own needs and desires, and 
this is my personal conclusion and recommendation for all people. Do not give anyone power of your life. We are the captains of the ship of our lives. Sorry to interrupt, but this is actually a very important thought. And at the same time, I feel somehow that it's difficult sometimes to, to be the captain because many times you sort of find yourself on this big boat with so many um, external factors impacting it that you sometimes catch yourself in a moment when you sort of don't feel like the driver, you feel like just being driven. And so are there any tools or anything you could recommend to, to use to be able to sort of take control or experiment a little bit with, with your self-awareness? Yeah, you're absolutely right. It's not easy. It's easier to say, um, especially that, yes, Within our lives, we are, let's say, taught that the most important um, are other people, but we are the most important. And how to mm, how to define what is important, how to navigate in this everyday journey? There is a coaching tool called the Wheel of Life, the Wheel of Values. I personally call it the Wheel of Self Awareness because it helps me mm, define my needs navigate my daily life and also check where I am. Um, well, how does it work? What I do on a piece of paper, I draw a circle. This circle I divide into several um, parts. Let's call them the rooms. Usually at this stage of my life, I have eight equal parts, eight rooms. I define the eight most important spheres of my life. Each room is this sphere. For example, family, children, friends, health, work, professional career, professional development, in personal development. You know, the, the rooms can be different depending on, on the individual. Then um, I evaluate and mark, as I feel, how many percent, percent I realize a given value in my life. I mark the level, the level of my satisfaction with each of the eight listed values. Then I use a different color to rate and mark the expected level of my, of, of my satisfaction, how satisfied I, and happy I would like to be in a given room category. Yeah, so mm, I have these two lines in two different colors, and then I contemplate the result, um, trying to notice where the lines overlap and always appreciate myself for, for my actions mm -hmm. and also discover those rooms, those spheres. I declare that they are important, but at the same time, neglect them. Both lines are broken in these rooms. In these areas, I ask myself concrete questions. What actions 
I will take to reach the expected level satisfaction in these concrete rooms in few weeks, in few months, you know, concrete goal, what I'm going to do in a concrete time slot. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. And um, it seems like there's some tools we can explore to help ourselves continue the path we we choose so thank you for sharing um yours yeah what's interesting sorry to uh, to interrupt um but these rooms can change within our life journey we are adding additional rooms while developing ourselves Mm -hmm. and um, observing the life perfect perfect that's very optimistic uh thank you yana and what is the second regret? Yeah, the second regret is I wish I hadn't worked so hard. It sounds yeah difficult from the point of view of an individual who wants to hmm, survive in today's world. Work and money are essential. But when we look closer, there are many different ways to simplify our own lives. It means to be able to live, for instance, less consumptive, to be able to spend money smarter and to plan effective work, let's say wisely, more more wisely, to be able to earn more. And, you know, here that came to my mind um, right now. And here comes our unit for Maxime. Work smart, yeah. not hard. This is the answer for district rats. Mm-hmm. Let me challenge it for a moment because I do believe in everything you said. But I want to ask one question: What if? Mm, where is the line between hard work and smart work? Or because we all find ourselves many times in situations when you sort of have a deadline, you need to accomplish that. At the end of the road, there's success and happiness attached to it. And by saying success, I mean whatever that means actually to to each of us. How do you see that, distinguish this barrier between those two worlds? Mm-hmm. Yeah, good question. How to recognize and how to work smart, not hard. Yes, what does it mean? Yeah, I can share what I use. Yes, very popular, I would say. Let's call them tools, solutions mm-hmm. to to know what is really smart. Yes, mm-hmm. very a very popular tool, the the Pareto principle. This is a tool to increase our productivity. Yes, to to work smart, smarter. The Pareto, the Pareto principle says that twenty um, percent of our efforts, expenditures, is responsible for eighty percent of the result achieved. It is good mm-hmm. to start, at least I'm doing this, each project, each task, each challenge, asking the question, which 20 of my key activities give the greatest desired results, bring me closer to achieving my goals? Mm-hmm. This is the first tool. And believe me, I always ask these questions. It helps me also to draw my attention to this, which is really this 20%. While Perfect. planning... And I do believe. 
Yeah. While planning my workday, I also use the second tool, also very popular, the Eisenhower matrix. This helps me to prioritize. It, um, and I divide tasks into two categories, the importance, the validity of the tasks and urgency. The combination of these two categories gives me the answer, the validity, the, 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 the importance of these tasks. These tasks contribute to the realizations of the goals, of the dreams. Urgency, these are those things are unlikely to be important, but have a close deadline and cannot wait. So the combination of um, these two categories gives us four types of actions in terms of time management. The first one, important and urgent. These tasks we have to do always in person. These are the topics with a short deadline that we must do. Not doing them would have negative repercussions for us. The second, important and not on, on urgent. Here, we should plan the executions. These are the planning, creative work, relationship building, development, relaxation. The third one, in irrelevant and urgent. Here, let's delegate, let's outsource. Usually, that's the topics and goals of other people, bills, some meetings, phone calls. And the fourth one, Never mind and unnecessary. Just let's let's forget about them. Actually, this this matrix is very helpful because sometimes, probably many of us um, get stuck in the belief that everything that happens is both urgent, yes, and important. And only when you put them in the line, in the perspective of um, comparative perspective, you then see what's more important than another item or more urgent than another item. And you can really actually prioritize in, in, and manage that. So thank, thank you for that, Jana. So let's go to the third one, yeah. third regret. Yeah, the third one is, I wish I had the courage to express my feelings. And again, hiding our emotions makes us um, constantly compromise and makes us not live life to the fullest. We pretend to be what we are not by suppressing what we really feel. We are afraid to refuse to say what we really feel. We don't want to offend others. We We care about the acceptance. This breeds internal conflicts and um, emotional blockages. And research shows, it's interesting, that at the same time research shows that assertive people are liked more than those who cannot take care of their needs. It's interesting, but again, how to do it, how to find the courage to express ourselves, our feelings, how to hmm, take care about our borders. Yeah, it's interesting because to me, I always wonder why it actually has to take courage to be able to express what you think, because especially in in the workplace, right? Yes. 
we are trying to build the whole world is trying to build open and transparent um, cultures where people can really express themselves and it turns out it's it's not so straightforward and there's so many biases and so many elements that impact that freedom of self-expression that it, it it's indeed a, a topic to, to to be looking at yeah and thank you and here again how to do this yes because it's important to have some solution for me it's i don't know maybe it will sound strange but it's everyday exercise of this let's call it muscle called mm -hmm. courage to be myself every day i say to myself i don't have to be perfect every time i'm rewarding myself for my courage when i say no if someone is violating my rights or, or, or rights of other weaker ones, I dare and reward myself for, for the courage. And by the way, this podcast is a great example of it because I'm afraid of public speaking and taking part in this podcast. I push my limit and expand my comfort zone. I'm aware of it, and, and especially because of the, this, I'm really thankful we we can actually experience that. Yeah. So let's move to the to the next one uh, because I'm very curious what what the fourth one is. The first one is I wish I had stayed in touch with my friends. Hmm. This point is closely related to that of hard work, not having time to meet the loved ones. Yeah, people neglect relationship and friendships. It is very easy to forget about them. And after a while, it is difficult to come back to them. The solution for this regret is spend more time in relationships to be close to the people we feel most comfortable with build relationship based on truth and again the first tool we discuss this circle of life let's remember while building the circle of life and defining and observing this the most important rooms in our life, let's remember to include a separate room called friends and spending time with friends. It's actually very important that you are mentioning time um, because um, I also have that uh, feeling that the, the, the most important currency of our lives is, is, is not gold, it's, it's not uh, money. It's actually time and we often say, oh, I don't have time for something. And it's never true because you always have the same amount of time yes. a day, a week, a month. It's your choice, yeah. how you allocate it and how you use it and who you give it to. And I, I feel strongly about this principle and time spent with, with your friends because yeah. sometimes these are the closest people to your heart and to your lives in your adult lives. So I'm, I'm very much into the, this role. Okay, thank you, Jana. And, and the last one is ahead of us. So yeah. what is it? The last one <laughs> is, I wish that I had let myself be happier. Mm. Happiness. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, happiness. It was also my, mm, 
reflection and I spend a lot of time while reading this book, what is happiness? And, you know, happiness, there are a lot of definitions of happiness. And in fact, happiness has no objective definitions. Mm -hmm. That's the individual approach. This is the state of mind and a matter of choice. We very often prevent ourselves ourselves from being happy, usually by mm, keeping very high expectations of who we should be and what our lives should be like. We are wasting our time instead of choose happiness because this is our choice. And here, uh, once again, the next tool, a very useful tool that helps us to recognize how lucky we are is everyday practice of gratitude. It sounds Mm. strange, but again, it's like everyday practice, everyday, everyday exercise. How, what are small things we can be grateful? This tools helps us to redirect our mind to what is good and what is beautiful in our life. I'm very with this one. And I actually do it uh, since a couple of years back with my kids. I've got two daughters and every day before they go to sleep, we sit down together and we share three things we are grateful for. Um, And at the beginning, it was quite weird even to the extent that they... uh, weren't well even myself I wasn't comfortable um talking about it and thinking about it it was quite difficult to come up with 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 things and now with time even during the day we are collecting those moments and then they go like oh mom this is something I'm going to mention tonight during the the gratitude round and it's uh it makes you feel better but at the same time Jana I wanted to challenge this concept a little bit and see what you you think about it because this whole positive psychology trend that sometimes it feels to me like it's I'm not finding a better word for that but some somehow fake because if if there's something really difficult in your life happening and you really feel that you are in trouble it it almost feels like a manipulation to your life to to look for those little things or to try to smile while you don't feel like being happy how would you comment Mm -hmm. on that oh believe me i do understand this situation Mm -hmm. because uh, Mm -hmm. i've been in this yeah for sure this positive approach and this let's say focusing our mind and attention on those positive things, it doesn't mean that we should pretend. No, opposite. We must be honest. We must have courage to feel what we feel and express what we feel. You know, the answer is that everything passes. Nothing is forever. Those positive Mm -hmm. and negative things. And um, it came to my mind the fairy tale I've read, I don't know, when, in the past. It was the the fairy tale about the ruler who had very tangible moods and lack of joy and stability. Knowing this, he asked his advisors for help to find a way to stop his 
sometimes absurd optimist and sometimes irrational pessimism. And, you know, in response to this, one wise man gave him a ring, a ring with an inscription on this. Everything passes. This day will pass too. From that mm. day, the ruler began each day by reading the words on the ring. Everything passes. This day will pass too. It allowed him to enjoy every moment because he knew that nothing lasts forever and it gave him a hope in difficult times that also pass. Thank you, Jana, for, for sharing this story. And actually, it made me think that everything passes indeed. And our podcast passes <laughs> as well, actually has just passed. So thank you so much for um, sharing your thoughts, conversing with me, and uh, for the fact that we've spent um, this half an hour together in in thought exchange process. Thanks so much. And I hope, uh, now I'm talking to the audience, I hope you found it as uh, interesting and inspiring as I did. Thank you, Jana. Thank you, you very much. Thank you.